This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in today on Green Living Ideas, Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, and the topic for today is going to be the climate and global warming and climate change. And my guest to discuss that topic with me is Wood Turner, who is the project director for Climate Counts. Wood, welcome to the program. Thanks, Sean. So can you tell us, tell us a little bit about, just to start off, what, what Climate Counts is all about, how it started? Well, Climate Counts is a nonprofit organization, and what we uh, have, are trying to do is sort of bring consumers and companies together in the fight against climate change. Uh, we have started out by scoring uh, 56 companies in eight major consumer sectors to essentially give consumers the, uh, the information they need to make choices between those companies. Um, our research has shown in, in, in gathering data on all these companies and sort of understanding their climate footprint and understanding their climate performance is that these companies are, don't, don't all look the same, and the consumers do indeed have choices uh, between these companies. And so we hope that they'll use our information to make those choices. Um, we we started as an organization uh, where uh, the, the, I'm I'm indebted to the leadership of, of Gary Hirschberg, who's the CEO of Stonyfield Farm, uh, which is the principal funder of Climate Counts and and uh, you know, has helped us get off the ground. Uh, you know, he's been a leader in in, in social responsible business and environmentally responsible business for uh, about 25 years now. And so uh, you know, his 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 work really is an inspiration for the project. Yeah, I've heard a lot about Stonyfield in terms of you know acting as a model for companies that are acting in a sustainable fashion. Um, but I, I'm, So I'm curious, so you, you mentioned these 56 initial companies. How did you choose those companies, and, and are you continuing to add more companies to that list of evaluation? Yeah, we're looking at, you know, I think people, when they look at climate, they... they they get really focused on the oil companies and the coal companies and the car companies, as do we. But but I think what people need to realize is that uh, every day, every week, every month, they're they're interacting with companies that uh, in in very different sectors that also have a tremendous impact on climate. Um, you know, all companies use a tremendous amount of energy. They all have major transportation impacts. They all generate a lot of waste. They all have tremendous supply chains. And so, we wanted to uh, really take the conversation to another level, moving beyond those oil, coal, and car companies to say, you know, even the apparel companies, the beverage companies, food products companies, the electronics companies all have climate, uh, have a climate impact. And sure. uh, so we've, so we've, uh, so we've looked at those sectors as a way of, 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 of sort of changing the conversation or sort of uh, expanding the conversation. These, the companies we chose at the outset are companies that have a large consumer base in the U.S. and the U.K. Um, they're largely um, public companies, although, although there are a few private companies, um, and, um, and they all are the major revenue leaders, the revenue leaders in each of their sectors. So, um, you know, these are these are the biggest companies you know. Sure. <laughs> any, any surprises uh, when you guys did this, uh, the initial 56 companies? Either way, uh, I mean, positive or negative? Yeah. You know, I think it's always surprising when you, when you get in there and, and, and start, start getting into the weeds on this kind of thing. I mean, you know, there's uh, the companies that sort of came out 
at the top of the overall list, and, and I, I would sort of urge folks when they go to our site, which is uh, climatecounts.org, uh, that you know we do you can see the overall rankings, but you know what's really most relevant is how companies are competing or comparing to other companies within their sectors. And, you know, different sectors have different um, different factors that are that, that that they're dealing with, and and so it's it's most relevant to really look at within sectors. But at the top of the overall list, you're seeing companies like Canon and IBM and uh, Unilever and and Nike. Um, all of all of whom have, have been very engaged on the climate issue for a long, long time. Um, you know, they're—I would say—they're they're early actors. They've set goals and targets early and often <laughs> to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, they've, you know, been very—they've uh, been quite detailed in the way they measure their greenhouse gas emissions, and, and they've—and they've, and they've uh, taken real responsibility in sort of communicating broadly to uh, to their consumers and other stakeholders about that kind of that that, that commitment. Um, so. You know they are sort of unusual in a sense. I mean, people look at—I think people look at our system and our scale systems. They say, "Well, Nike. You know, all I, all I think about when I think about it, Nike is sweatshops. You know, how, isn't that? Aren't they bad?" And I think, well, you know, I would encourage you and I might be the kinds of folks who are looking at every different nuance or every single company when, they, when we make decisions. But we've chosen to be very narrow uh, in terms of the way we're focusing on on the climate performance of companies because you know we know people are really engaged by that issue and want to sort of figure out what they can do and and you know, many times the the lifestyle changes or the activism opportunities that, that people are often presented with on climate change are not things that they can really uh, easily easily do. Not everybody can sort of make a choice to to take transit versus their own car, given the the chaos of their own lives or whatever. Sure. Not everybody can sort of access you know locally produced products very easily. And and so what we're saying is, you know, these all these major companies that are that people people know well and can and can buy from on a regular basis. Uh, Present another way of engaging on this issue. So, so it's a long way of saying that you know there are some surprises where people sort of have different associations with some companies at the top tier. At the bottom tier, you know, I think it's really interesting to to note that some companies are are. Uh, who really lead in the product design and, and marketing arena, you know, are, are really do a great job of engaging consumers. I mean, you know, you look at the Apples and the Amazons of the world, uh, really are, are are at the very, very starting starting point in, in sort of looking at these issues, just not, not anywhere near as sophisticated as some of the companies that are leading on, on in some of our sectors. That, quite frankly, was uh, quite surprising to me, was that yeah. e-companies, like I was expecting, you know, because everybody thinks of tech as being very green, right? Yeah. Because it's like, you know, well, it's all electronic and, you know, why, why is that? You know, it's an internet.com type company. And companies like eBay and Amazon, I see from the scorecard here, are actually not faring too well. Right, that's right. Uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, uh, to me, it's just a, it's an it's an opportunity. I, I I look at these companies and I think they've just done an incredible job at at connecting deeply and emotionally with with their with their customers. And and you know, it, we, our perspective at Climate Counts is always that you know companies spend a lot of time trying to figure out sort of what what colors people like and what what the feel of what the feel of products should be in their hands and. Um, you know, trying to figure out what people what people respond to, what taste they like, and so on, but but they don't really pay as much attention, unfortunately, to the values that those people have. And I think I think we're becoming much more values oriented as a as a marketplace. And and I think uh, as 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 we as consumers uh, demonstrate that in many many ways, I think companies are going to use their marketing muscle and their product design muscle to uh, to really deepen this relationship they have on a, on the values front with these. With with you know with their consumers, so 
Yeah, no, it's such an important area too. I mean, one of the voting with your dollars, and I've long said, and you know, a lot of people say out there that you know that's the most important way. I mean, it's important to be conscious and take action and do those things, but ultimately, it's money that drives these industries. When we're talking about industry and and uh, manufacturing processes and things like that, and and so you know, voting with your dollars is what changes government and business uh, ultimately with the most leverage. And so, what the problem has been having independent organizations that can, and I emphasize the word independent, that can go out and actually make these assessments for consumers because consumers do not have time to go out and, you know, interview or exhaustively determine the criteria to evaluate what green means, you know, or what sustainability means, and and then go exhaustively through every company on the planet and and create that. So I think it's definitely commendable that you guys have taken a step in this direction um, with these initial companies, and we definitely hope to see more. Um, I, yeah, we, we are going to be scoring more, and you know uh, we have some more coming soon, and uh, we'll, we'll then begin doing annual scoring of, a, of, of our of our overall list, so we can sort of keep track of of progress over time. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 absolutely our goal to go from 56 to 560 to 5,000 companies as quickly as we can, and we're going to be looking at a lot of different ways of of, of, of making uh, making that easy for 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 consumers and our and our audience as a whole to to help us with that. So. Can you give us a better idea just talking about the criteria for evaluation without getting down into the very, very granular level, level more of a 30, sort of a 30,000-foot view flyover level of what these areas of criteria are for, that you examine? Sure. Uh, there's the 22 criteria that make up our scorecard, and I would just encourage people, you can get all this information on our, uh, on our site. Um, uh, Which is? Uh, which is climatecounts.org, so www.climatecounts.org, and you can see, you can go to different company pages on our site, and you can see how different companies scored. You can pull off their scorecards and sort of see how they scored on different criteria as well. But we've looked at 22 criteria under four major benchmarks, and those four benchmarks are the review. The first one is the review category. Has the company uh, reviewed, measured its greenhouse gas emissions? Um, does, has it done an inventory of its greenhouse gas emissions? I mean, the idea there being that really the first step you can take in in, in understanding how to reduce your impact on climate change is to understand what your impact is today on climate change. And, and so first you've got to take that step. And so a number of questions sort of fall into that category. The second step is the reduction category, the reduce category. What have companies done to set goals and targets to measurably reduce their impact on climate change? Uh, and that takes a lot of different forms in, you know, in terms of um, uh, influence on supply chain, uh, uh, environment, uh, consumer education, um, goals to reduce energy use in manufacturing facilities, and, and so on. And so we've we've looked at at self-reported information on all these companies to sort of understand what they're doing uh, to measurably reduce. Third is the policy stance. Has the company taken a positive or negative policy stance on local, state, or federal uh, legislation on climate? Uh, and that's sometimes hard to nail down because sometimes companies tend to hide behind their their trade associations when they when they uh, make a, make a policy stance. But to the extent that we've been able to, to to associate a score with with real leaders on that front, we have. I mean, I, I really acknowledge in that in that category the U.S. Uh, Climate Act, Action Partnership, which is a you know a coalition of of companies and organizations that are. Um, um, demonstrating their commitment to federal level mandates in green, on greenhouse gas emissions reductions, and 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 so 
to the extent that companies have joined the, the U.S. Climate Action Partnership, we, we can acknowledge them in that way and our scorecard. And finally, and really importantly for Climate Counts, is uh, the report benchmark. Uh, what has the company done to engage consumers and other stakeholders in a broad uh, and meaningful way on all of these issues, on the, on the review, the reduction, and the policy stance uh, benchmarks? Um, the idea there is that you know, I, I, I'd be the first person in the world to acknowledge uh, a company uh, for any work they're doing on climate, uh, on climate protection, even if it's internal. I mean, if, even if they're working internally on it and, and, and keeping it close to their chest. But the problem there is that consumers don't have the information that they need to really make choices and become a, a real active part of the process. And so, we, again, I think the way I started off our conversation today is to say we really are trying to bring together consumers and companies in the fight against climate change. And so we really want companies to take responsibility for reporting and engaging on their climate action to consumers so that they can essentially be partners in this effort. So, right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So uh, how would you recommend that, that you know, consumers who review this information, I mean, really utilize it, like people listening into this podcast and they get the information, there's companies they're doing business with and, you know, I mean, happy or sad, and particularly if they're maybe not so happy with the scores, I mean, you recommend that they write them or just switch away or, you know, so what do you sort of recommend or do you go that far. You know, I, this may sound trite, but I keep it as simple as I can. I think it's we we see our our campaign as being about choices and voices. Um, we want you to we want folks to, to to look at our scores and to to consider those scores when they go out and make their next purchasing and investing decisions. I mean, so it's it's making more conscious and climate more climate conscious choices every day. Um, you know, we're encouraging folks to to support the green and, and the green the, the the companies that are ranked highest and and uh, and and. And consider avoiding the companies that are ranked the, the lowest. And then with the voices piece, we want them to take the next step in telling companies, either the high-scoring companies or the low-scoring companies, that they are paying attention, that they as consumers are paying attention to their climate count scores and are going to be watching their climate count scores over time. So when you go to each of the company pages on our website, um, we're encouraging folks at the moment that they get that information to go ahead and send an email from directly from our website uh, to these companies and let them know that they think uh, uh, that they as consumers think climate counts and uh, that companies should think climate counts and so we hope they'll take that take that step and I think that's a really important piece of it I mean it's you know certainly we vote every time we make choices you know companies listen every time you know listen listen at you know listen in terms of our our purchasing choices but I think uh, we, we want our our project and our movement um, to to really kind of dial it up another to another level and and and, and sort of raise a sort of a collective uh, collective voice, if you will, for for real corporate climate action, and so you know, uh, I, I think so. That, so you know, for me again, it's all about choices and voices. Um, you know, our website has great information. Our pocket guide that you can take with you shopping is downloadable, uh, and we're giving it out at many many events all around the country. Uh, so that's a that's a great tool. We also actually have another interesting tool that I think folks would be interested in, particularly those who are listening to a podcast. Um, we have a, a, a mobile phone activism campaign. We work with a partner, uh, Working Assets Wireless, to essentially provide people with an opportunity to get climate count scores delivered to their mobile phones uh, while they're uh, while they're shopping. So oh, you can text cool. the name of a company into your phone. Uh, the number I think the number you can use is three zero six four four. It's a short code. Mm-hmm. You can text in the name of a company and get the score back in real time. So you know, it's all about moving toward a point of purchase tool that people can actually use. So it's, they don't have to always go to a website to get this information. They need to have that pocket guide 
side or have that mobile phone tool uh, so that when they're when they're making these decisions they they, they can touch they can get this information that's yeah, well, that, well that's an awesome that's really cool I'm glad you mentioned that that's very cool I mean that's the kind of thing I've been dreaming about as like a future thing and to know that it's already happening is, is very encouraging yep. yeah, and like, especially good if you're not lucky enough to be like our audio engineer here in the studio Mark who has an iPhone <laughs> can browse <laughs> yeah. the web successfully uh, the rest of us are stuck with these really messed up little browsers on our phones so that's that's a very well, cool tool well, well tell Mark to send an email today off, off, uh, off of our site to, uh, to Apple to let him know that you know he's a happy happy iPhone user but he wants uh, he wants that company to, to, to focus more on uh, on climate action okay well if he's listening <laughs> in he's, he's with us on the line recording so he, he hears you um, so you know and it seems to me that um, that this would really put some pressure, as you mentioned, on the competition, um, you know, to, to be, to want to do better, you know, and to be, improve their scores and, and um, you know, and because it seems like the criteria is fairly exhaustive and real, that 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 a, a score that's higher is going to be reflected, is going to be reflective of actual change as opposed to greenwashing kind of things that go on where they can just, you know, sort of pretty themselves up in one area. How do you handle that, by the way, where with the weighting of, say, for example, they were doing really well in one area, like, for example, assessment in the beginning because it seems like this is a living process so if somebody does a great job of totally assessing themselves and determining their baseline is not too good and they get lots of positive scores there but maybe not so much in the remedial area um, but they still end up with a decent score or is it is it weighted differently for different sort of areas I mean it's all it's all effectively weighted you know we, we, we worked hard to, to come up with a system that you know, balances uh, balances the, the broad climate profile of these companies, and, and you know, we've we've edited our scorecard through many technical experts and, and academics who have been studying this work for a long time, and you know, can confirm that this isn't this is a relevant and appropriate way to be measuring companies. But yeah, you know, we're 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 laser focused on ensuring that these this that this tool that isn't used as a way of, of greenwashing people's greenwashing companies' performance, and so you know, everything is. You know, a company that simply is out promoting itself, in, you know, in a, in a public education campaign, and doesn't have the goals and targets, and even measurable uh, measurable reductions, measurable efforts toward achieving those goals, uh, to, to to show for it. Um, you know, we're not gonna, they're not gonna get a good score. Yeah. Um, you know, and and you know, one of the things we do look for is is whether companies have had third party verification of of reductions and third party verification of inventories and so on and so forth. So, you know, there is we we are we are relying on you know a broadening network. Of of, of companies and resources that are out there sort of scrutinizing these companies. And, you know, to the extent that a company could falsely report on its climate performance and, and would put that out, would, would, have the, would have the gall, frankly, to put that out publicly and say, and say to consumers, oh, look at what we're doing, but have nothing to show for it. You know, at this earliest stage, we are definitely looking, we're definitely going to give companies the benefit of it out there. We're going to say, you know, what you report is what you report, and we're going to. And, and if you're a, a good company, you know uh, we're going we're gonna, to you know keep an eye on you. But um, it's going to be it's going to be really important for um, you know. I think if a company is willing to put its information out there and face the scrutiny uh, from a, an increasingly sophisticated and aware consumer, uh, who if they found out, frankly, that a company had lied all over its annual report, all over its sustainability report, and sort of made up or fabricated uh, its climate performance, um, you know. Uh, we know what can happen to companies like that, um, and, and so I, you know, I would encourage any 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 consumer that finds that they've um, that, that, that what they're what they're hearing about companies is not consistent with other information that they have to to raise that make that voice known as well, loud and clear. So I think we have 
a good system, a good scoring system, and, and uh, a commitment to the consumer so much so that I think we're going to ensure that companies uh, don't get off by just greenwashing a, a message here. It's a, it's a rigorous system. Right. And, and so you see that, you know, with the self-reporting uh, versus, you know, some sort of third party that, that's going to uh, perform an independent analysis and review, is that, do you think that that's going to be an issue, though, as we go along here, that that's going to be a requirement, that there's going to need to be that level of because um, I mean, it seems to me that I, you know, I appreciate your uh, the positive thoughts you have about some of these companies, but unfortunately, I, I, I have, we have seen examples of companies that have quite unabashedly, um, of you know, uh, misreported and and uh, done other sort of unscrupulous things with regards to their perception as being a green company. So, of course, yeah. I, I, so, I mean, you know, like I said, we're gonna, the onus is going to be on us as a project to remain relevant uh, in a very dy- within a very dynamic issue in a very dynamic marketplace. This issue is changing so fast. I mean, the quality of conversation that you and I might have today was so different than it, it was the kind of conversation you could have a year ago. And so, uh, you know, this issue is really changing quickly. And we 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 are going to be doing everything we can to sort of make sure that our tool keeps up with that with that with that process and so um you know whereas we're you know we're waiting third-party verification a certain way today that may become increasingly as you're saying may become increasingly important a year from now as we're finding the companies are making claims and not meeting those claims so um yeah i mean i think you know we're we're, we're ready to we're ready to keep up with the process we keep up with the keep up and frankly set the pace <laughs> set the pace in terms of, of how the, the public is engaging on this issue so yeah that's great and and so stonyfield i know was one of the uh, i know the, the ceo of the company is one of the, the founders of this, this notion, this concept. And as time goes on, would that be was that potentially an issue to have sort of that, you know, even a, a vendor of any kind involved at the at sort of the board level? Is there a possibility that Stonyfield as a company and the partners might need to step back so that it can become more independent, even than it is? You know, I, I don't, I don't. I don't anticipate that at all. I mean, I think you know anybody who's been who's a, who knows Stonyfield knows that you know this company doesn't really need to be doing anything. Doesn't need to be sort of promoting promote, promoting green projects or green you know it's, it's 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 green performance or it's green commitment. I mean, the company has demonstrated it time and time again for 25 years, and so um, uh, you know I don't I don't anticipate. I think, you know I think the company is very transparent about its relationship with Climate Counts as as is Climate Counts. Um, um, transparent with with Sonyfield, uh, with this relationship with Sonyfield, I think we will over time, in order to grow the project, will likely move you know to other sources of funding um, uh, to to make the project have a greater impact over time. But I do think Sonyfield will be involved uh, for the foreseeable future, which is very very central. It's very much a part of what the what that company uh, believes and, and is focused on. And and you know I, I I will say I mean Sonyfield's been funding environmental nonprofits for a long long time, and, and we're just we're just one of those organizations. Well, certainly uh, commendable efforts, and we appreciate the resource and the tool and the information. It's much needed uh, out there right now, and uh, so we certainly commend your efforts and and hope to see more in the future. Thanks so much. You bet. Well, Wood Turner has uh, been my guest today. He is the project director for Climate Counts, which you can find on the web at www.climatecounts.org. Wood, thanks again for being with us today. Thanks, Sean. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com.
find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.